there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am Caleb B, and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at xmaserati. Follow the show at gc underscore cast. Follow the main account at Social Suplex on Twitter. As always, you know, search for the Grave Consequences Podcast or Social Suplex Podcast Network wherever you download your podcast. And if you use Apple Podcasts, like I do, please go and rate, review, subscribe. Give us those five stars if you think we deserve it. If not, give us less. That's, you know, whatever. No, I got to jump in here. Don't give us less. Give us more. Give us six goddamn stars because we are a six-star podcast. You know it's true. We break the Meltzer scale. Just give us our deal. Yeah. Well, you see, here's the thing is that, like, Greg... Eight star man, me, four star man, that averages out to five stars. We are five star men. We will break out the Steiner math. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, you know, when you take your your Ricky and Clives, and they're not even gonna try. So whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, the recording date is April fifth, twenty twenty one. The Braves got swept this weekend, and I got vaccinated. And. Uh, Everyone seems to be getting vaccinated but me, mm. but thankfully it opens up for me in my state on the 18th. Yeah. Uh, apparently Maryland was very strict about who can get it. It seems like other states are just opening it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. At this point in Oklahoma, anyone over the age of 16 can get the vaccine. Oh, no. For where I'm at, it's still it's still uh, controlled by your occupation. Mm. Like, you know, and you're, if you're elderly or, you know... So I'm hoping to hold out for a little bit because uh, I think we've had at least we've had two social suplex members at least that have had it. Yeah. We're not cool. going to uh, divulge that information because we don't want to violate HIPAA, even though I but, think they've come out publicly and said they had it. But whatever. Yeah, they're fine with me saying, well, I haven't said their names, but that's probably fine. Right. Probably don't need to edit that out. Yeah, it's no big deal, dude. They're not going to care. They, cool. They're over it. So I don't think they would care. It's like a stigma. It's like the scarlet letter where, uh-huh. <laughs> where everyone wants to burn them at the stake because they're witches. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, apparently it's not enough to get a vaccine. You have to get the right vaccine because like I got kind of lightly scolded because I got the Johnson and Johnson. What's wrong with that one? It's but it had good results, didn't it? Well, the, it's got a slightly lower efficacy rating than Moderna or Pfizer, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I was looking them up, the three, and Moderna was the only one I was hesitant on because I've never heard of them. But uh, Johnson & Johnson's the one shot done, though, right? Like, there's only one. Uh, yes, yes, Johnson & Johnson is the only one and done. That's the one I got, so no more uh, no more shots for your boy. Dude, I was looking up the side effects, and they're pretty much all, like, kind of the same. Hmm. Am I going to be sterile? You weren't already? Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah. That's what they'll tell me if it turns out I am sterile. They're like, well, you were sterile before. What if they say, like, what COVID vaccine? That's what we we, we were sterilizing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We just turned off a good base of our listeners, I'm sure. <clears throat> but today, folks, we are here to review Season 1, Episode 33 of Lucha Underground. The title is Death versus the Dragon. Let me ask, did you come up with an alternate title this week? Uh, let me check my notes because I don't think I did because I, it's 
you know, it fit, I got, it's not even about changing it every time. It's just sometimes their titles are just meh. Yeah. Uh, Death versus the Dragon. I, I don't think I wrote anything down. I, I think I was good with that. Yeah. How about Death versus the Shit Dragon? Ooh. Ooh. The Dragon, the Shit Dragon. Yes. We can do that. Or should we say the... Uh, Ooh. Uh, uh, septic, the Septic Dragon or... Um, Death versus uh, Drago de whatever shit is in Spanish. Drago de... Poopy. Pinche. I know Pinche is bad. That'll work. Because I, I know because I was called that by a girl I worked with. And oh. I was like, is that good or bad? She's like, it's bad. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess we can, uh, you know, start off with the show now. Um, so again, Los, Ra- Los Rayo Box play us in again. And before the first match of the night can start, Striker and Vamp, they introduce us to the first announced match for Lucha Underground, confirmed match for Lucha or for Ultima Lucha. Johnny Mundo versus Alberto El Patron. That is confirmed for Ultima Lucha. What are your thoughts, man? I, uh, without spoiling anything, I'm not excited for the match <laughs> just because of what happens afterwards. But I'm curious because uh, there's been some surprises along the way. And I think you'll agree with me, like people we hated before that were kind of like Hernandez. Mm-hmm. We're all about Hernandez. Uh, I think I've changed my tune about Johnny Mundo in the first season. Like he's amazing. Prince Puma mm-hmm. is less amazing. Um, yeah. So I'm curious if this match is going to be good because uh, Patron had that meh match against Tejano, but I think that was mainly Tejano being involved. Uh, but then he had a really good match with, uh, was it Hernandez? I believe so, yeah. And he's going to be going against Johnny Mundo, who's not had a bad match yeah. that I can recall. So it could be, uh, it could be a good match. Uh, but don't get your hopes about, don't get your hopes up about more. <laughs> Involving yeah, those two. Exactly. Uh, well, non-spoiler, spoiler, Al- Alberto is only in the first season. So, yeah. Do we I remember like... why he, why he wasn't in the second season? Was it just because he went to WWE or was it? Yeah, like... he, he signed the deal with WWE in 2015. That's when he came back and beat John Cena in his re-debut. Yeah, he had that weak finisher where he super kicks you when you're on the ground. Yeah. Like it's in concept it's a cool finisher, but it just never looked yeah. impressive. That yeah. thrust kick. Yeah, it's it, it it like I love and I don't know if this is a secret, but if you've been listening to the show, I love kicks. I loved Test's Yakuza kick. I don't you remember Test? He would just run across the ring and just big boot you. <laughs> oh, yeah, his big boot was awesome. Yeah, I love Nakamura's knee strike. Uh, Kinshasa, I believe it, it's called. Yes. I I love super kicks. I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Super kick parties, I'm all about. I like strikes. But for some reason, the way Alberto does it, it just looks weak. It looks uh, pacified almost, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, so... After that announcement, Sexy Star is in the ring for the first match of the show. Superfly makes his way to the ring, and we cut to a interview by Vampiro to Superfly. Vampiro, he says, like, hey, what? Like, you came back, and you attacked Sexy Star. 
why didn't you attack Penta? He broke your arm. And Superfly with the classic generic heel response of, I don't have to explain myself. This interview was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vampiro is right. Uh, yeah. Superfly's oh, also, motivation is weak. I want to say, I just want to say, and I don't care who it offends, Superfly with with how he's booked and you know the character he's the character he is portraying is a little cuck bitch. Yeah, there's nothing really. He's only getting go away heat. Yes. Like I don't want him to get. I don't want to see him get beat up by anybody. Uh, it's. I think as a wrestler. The guy Superfly is probably doing the best he can with what he's given. Yes, because uh, he's not really a main guy on Lucha Underground. And no, I think I'll give him credit too. Well, I am going to give him credit for losing his mask because they didn't really give him any fanfare with it, and, it, and it's it, it is such a big deal over there. Yeah, uh, that he's a good sport, and I, I and I know that's I can't. Uh, I wish there was a better way to say it. But he really deserves a lot of credit for doing this for Lucha Underground because they don't really repay him for it. And he gets no yeah. fanfare. I don't know. Is he a big name in AAA or in Mexico? Not that I'm aware of, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, if he's a even a, a mid-carder, like he's, he, he's kind of gave up a lot, I mm-hmm. think, uh, to do this for Lucha Underground. So I think he's doing the best he, he, what, he, what he's given, and I give him props for you know being a good sport and like doing this for an un- uh, un- what's not untested, but uh, you know, uh, Lucha Underground hadn't made a name for itself yet, so he, you know, uh, credit to him for doing it. But unfortunately, the the the, the reasons and the for his character and the psychology is just not there. Mm-hmm. He also said he wanted Sexy Star to get her arm broken, and it would have happened if not for you, Vampiro, and your little dog. Um, <laughs> Uh, Vamp said, like, yeah, she took your mask, but, like, what what do you want her to do? He's like, well, you know, she could have left the ring in the temple. It's like, dude. I think she would have had to unmask, too, though. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. See, like, so what? You don't even, like, she shouldn't have even competed just because you're a ten-ply soft little bitch? Is that it? It was just, and I think this kind of buried him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Inadvertently, because... Yeah. It's like some of the best heel work is when it makes sense. Like we've said before, I've said that Mundo is a he, uh, not a heel yet. <laughs> you know, he has some justification for the way he's acting. He thinks he's better in Puma. He's been better in Puma, right? Mm-hmm. He actually uh, beat Al- in the debut episode. So yeah, he beat and Alberto Patron. Like he 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 was a dick to Johnny. He didn't lose, or pardon me, he did not beat El Patron. He lost to him. I'm I'm saying that his motivation for doing what he did to Patron is justified patron's a dick yeah he's an asshole <laughs> like he's absolutely they, they like him there uh but you know he's kind of a dick <laughs> i don't blame johnny mundo he's a good it, heel buddy. yeah there's no kind of about it like berto is definitely a dick for sure the best heels have some even uh davari has a better heel motivation i think yeah yeah oh and vampiro he said like hey don't worry about me Worry about yourself. Oh, man. Here's what I wrote down for the Sexy Star versus Superfly match. And feel free to add. Mm. I didn't take a lot of notes down. I wrote down, Fly is a little bitch, but he got the win after a shit ton of head trauma. Superfly earns a no one likes you chant. <laughs> I didn't catch that, but it's true. That was at the very end. Um, 
I can tell you these are my notes. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Superfly was wearing gray tights that had a sweat stain where his butt crack was. I did not so know that. No. It, it looked like he shit his pants the entire match because he was sweating and it just went down there. Uh, it was a boring match because mm-hmm. there, there was no real heat between what he was doing. Like he was doing like he what he should do. You know, not letting the, the the face get any momentum, just constantly stopping them with lame strikes. You know, stomping on them. Cut, A real cut, Corbin style. Very. Uh, it was the the kind of thing you do until the face gets the hot tag. You know, the you know gets all the momentum and starts coming back. Uh, but it just wasn't very entertaining. It, it it was kind of like constant build up. It's like listening to a techno song that's just you're waiting for it to kind of pick up and then it, it's over and you're like, wait, that's the whole song. Like Skrillex never had a bass drop. Exactly. Uh, and it doesn't make sense that he gets a clean win over Sexy when Penta. <laughs> What's that? You broke up a little bit. Sorry, because Pentagon didn't. Exactly. I mean, are you say are we saying that Superfly is better in Pentagon? Apparently. <laughs> See, this this whole thing was I, I just wrote down it's a mistake like I this agree. this was stupid he sh- I, if anything like I, I i remembered sexy winning um you shouldn't have superfly win easier than pentagon did that's terrible absolutely i agree i agree so that that's the first match of the night after that we had a vignette for drago uh, so Drago was doing nunchuckery in the sun. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also this vignette did a good job of showing just how scaly the outfit is. It's something I never really, you know, not that didn't notice, but, you know, just didn't really, you, I guess I didn't notice, you know, <laughs> you know, what would have been great is if someone spliced in footage from the first Ninja Turtles movie where Michelangelo's like, ah, fellow chucker, hi, and he starts doing the competitive nunchucking with the other foot soldier, but put Drago in that position. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, great stuff. Great stuff. Oh, my God. Let's see here. Pentagon comes out. This is supposed to be a five-way match, by the way. Pentagon comes out to the ring. Vampiro won't say shit about him. Pentagon, as he's in the ring, chooses, of course, to scare Melissa Santos because that's the kind of guy he is. Pentagon grabs a mic. He says, you know, I want to destroy the guy who took away the greatest sacrifice I was going to make. I I want to destroy Vampiro. Vampiro looks he looks ready to fight, man. They're 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 outside the ring, you know, face to face, that sort of thing. And Vampiro does what I wrote down is the juggalo version of taking the straps down when he unbuttons his shirt. Yeah, the people were cheering for it, and I was like, "He's just unbuttoning his shirt. It's not, and he's just got, and he's out of shape." You know, I don't know what's exciting about this. Oh man, like me right now, I may be in better shape than Vampiro was at this time. Well, he was not in good shape. Uh, it's yeah. good that he got in better shape. It's good for him because it's healthier mm-hmm. for him. Uh, but I don't know. I didn't watch WCW back when yeah. he. I didn't really watch WCW, not because it was terrible. It just wasn't my thing at the time. I was a WWE guy, uh, and I got into it in, in 1998. Uh, but, you know, I I just don't know who's the person that was rooting, that wanted a Vampiro comeback with Vampiro looking the way he does in Lucha Underground. 
Yeah. You know, he hey. doesn't look like Vampiro. Sorry to break KFAB for a second. Is that air conditioner too loud? You're good. Good. Just stop, just stop breaking up like a bitch. Yeah, I will do that. Hold on one second here. You can take down a timestamp if you need to, brother. I don't need to. I'm a professional. There we go. I had to disconnect from my car Bluetooth. Um, okay, let's see here. Pentagon essentially cuts a promo, you know, saying like, hey, I don't want a freaking Aztec medallion. And he essentially recuses himself from the match. Way to get over your medallion. Yeah, this he's a one-track mind guy. Mm-hmm. He, only, he only wants the one thing. And I, but in his defense, does he even know what the medallions do? <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Let's see here. Yeah, who, cause, yeah, no one knows what they do right now. That's fair enough, dude. So, anyway, the next four guys who are going to be in this match, it's now a Fatal 4-Way, by the way, come out to the ring. We've got this Fatal 4-Way consisting star and Marty the Muff and the Mac and Cage. So, what do you think of this match, man? You broke up a little bit, but I think you said Aerostar in the beginning. Um, yeah. I I uh, I'll be honest. It, it wasn't a bad match, but I just was having trouble focusing on it uh, because of the placement it was on the card, and it kind of had like kind of almost an indie riffic type of vibe where they just threw a bunch of guys in there and said, "Hey, have a good match with spots." Yeah. Um. But there are some notes I took. Uh, one is that they let the Mac really take it to Cage, like it was a big man war. Like, Cage has been dominant in Lucha. Oh, absolutely. But they had Cage really bringing it to him. And, or he had, yeah, they had, I'm sorry, they had Mac really bringing it to Cage. And Cage was selling for him pretty well. Like, they were making it clear that Cage is, or that Mac is, you know, not just some mid-carder. He's going to bring it to Cage. Uh, also, there's a point where Marty is thrown to the outside and he's he's cowering on Melissa Santos. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, that'll come into play later. Uh, I wrote down Aerostar is a diving machine. He actually spent a few times where he was diving too much. Mm-hmm. I think he got caught with a few moves. I think Cage caught him because he, he springboarded and ran across the ropes and Cage just picked him up. And as you should as what should happen when you're just. You know, I think we talked about this on one of the previous episodes where uh, some moves have a lot of setup and it's like, yeah, that's cool. I think it was the uh, the fireman carry into the kick move. Yep. It, it, some things, yeah, they look cool and they're flashy, but, you know, you got to you got to keep it a little realistic. So they they did that. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, did you notice that at one point Marty dives to the outside he does. He does his little flutter, and then he does, in the three syllable Eli Drake style says Aztec pride. He does, yes. And he almost busted his face too mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. dive. Uh, Marty's good. Keep an eye if you're if you never watched it before. I don't know where he's at right now. Marty's good. I uh, actually, I think I could be wrong, but I believe he is connected to the Nightmare Factory in some form or fashion. Because I have a buddy who's actually rooming with him right now. Really? Swear to God. 
Is he doing good? I hope he's doing good because I like Marty. Uh, from what I hear, yeah, he's doing pretty good. That's good. I mean, I'd like to see him wrestle. I would, too. I would, too. I think he'd be a good asset for really any federation at this point in time. Imagine him, you know, the, the I don't know, I know you're not watching AEW as much as everyone else, but yeah. are you familiar with Luther's group with uh, Serpico or Serpentino? Uh, l- him and Serpentico. Serpentico. I said, I said Serpico. Serpico. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine if Marty was to take over that faction. Mm, yeah, okay. That wouldn't be awful. This is an idea, but... Um, yeah. Oh, did you notice Cage curling Aerostar multiple times? Yes, as he should. Yes. He's he's not a man, he's a machine. He could do that. Yeah. That reminded me of a match I went to a live WWE show. This is when Austin was doing the what and he would check his invisible watch on his hand. Yeah. You remember that? Well, uh there was a match, it was a house show and it was a match between Stone Cold and The Undertaker. I might be mixing this up with a pay-per-view match, so correct me if I'm wrong. Because uh, okay. there's a few that blend in, uh, blend together. But he gets into a tie-up of under. Actually, I think it was a pay-per-view match. Uh, he gets into a tie-up with the Undertaker, and Undertaker, Undertaker keeps pushing him off. So he starts doing push-ups <laughs> in the ring, gets into another tie-up, and then throws Undertaker into the into, <laughs> into the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> I love stupid shit like that, bro. That's funny, dude. That's funny. Oh, at one point, by the way, uh, this wasn't anything really noteworthy in my opinion just you know if you if you know the details and whatnot but at one point cage is powdering on the outside and he's literally right next to melissa santos and and maybe that's where their love was born it's where mine was yeah absolutely and you know now they have a a whole ass child together wait did you say cage or marty cage okay that makes more sense (laughs) yes no marty the moth did not uh knock up melissa santos no, but Cajun. I think they're. I think Cajun and Militia are married, right? Uh, they. I think so, but I don't know. Or is it a? Uh, is it an Austin Aries promise ring situation? <laughs> I would like to think everyone learned from Austin Aries and was like, "Yeah, if I'm in my 30s, maybe I don't give my girlfriend a promise ring." No, uh, probably not a good idea. No, especially not when it's Thea Trinidad. Why the hell are you waiting? Well, Austin Aries has done a few things recently that kind of, you know, his head's not in the right spot. Well, you know, he actually knows more people who died from the vaccine than from COVID itself, right? He personally knows more people, everybody. Mm-hmm. So before you before you add him, just realize he's held people in his arms as they've died from the vaccine. Yeah. Uh, and I just want you to know that Angel by Sarah McLaughlin was playing the whole time, too. The only thing I will call him, I will criticize him on, is the fact he didn't tell us which vaccine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, tell me which one to avoid, Daniel. Come on, Austin. Like, I'm coming to a carny for information and medical advice. Do I take the Moderna? Do I take the Johnson & Johnson? Or is it the Pfizer? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, at one point, Vampiro basically, uh, some people would say the R word. I'm going to say Regal. Uh, Vampiro basically called Marty Regal. Well, he called him creepy. He he was talking about. Uh, oh I yeah, because you know Vampiro worked in security and whatnot, right? Yeah, he was talking about what, what uh, they call in Always Sunny the ocular pat down. Yes, uh, <laughs> where he would he would uh, profile yes. Marty uh, as you know a problem, a creep, 
you know, potential issue with the girls. Uh, and I think it's a situation where profiling is acceptable. Oh, yeah. If you work in security. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it, Marty does have that. He, he I don't know who if he was if he always has played creepy characters, but whoever decided his character type in this show did a great job because he has the perfect face for it. Exactly, exactly. At one point, Cage hit a discus clothesline on the Mac, and the Mac sold the shit out of it. Dude, they they both must like each other because they sold for each other mm-hmm. like like death. It was a good big man fight. This is the yeah. This is the prelude to the gold the hypothetical Goldberg Big E match. You know, big meaty men slapping meat. If that's what you like, this is it. Yeah, absolutely. Ultimately, Aerostar actually gets the dub after he pinned Marty. So uh, our three combatants so far, we've got Phoenix, um, if he can make it. We have got Jack Evans, and now we've got Aerostar that, that have won Aztec medallions. Can you repeat them again? Uh, yes, I'm sorry if I broke up. Uh, no, you didn't. I just tuned out like an idiot. Yeah, because you are pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh Phoenix, Jack Evans, and Aerostar. They, they have three of the seven Aztec medallions. Phoenix, Jack Evans, and Aerostar. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's Which, a good match. Way, actually, uh, this was actually Aerostar's second chance at a medallion because he's the one who lost. To, wait, no, that was Arhenis. Never mind. Yes. Yeah. Pardon me. Pardon me. So... Just general thoughts on the match, uh, real quick. Letter grade, letter grade on that. On the match itself. Yes. Yeah. Man, you know how I don't like too much indie rific stuff. It was, mm-hmm. I, I'll just tune out. Like it's not that it's bad. Like I will tell you, it's great moves. But yeah. like, if there's no reason for it, if I if I know it's choreography. Yeah. It's one of those things where you go into a movie. All movies are fake. You know, Star Wars yeah. is fake. But if the movie's entertaining, you forget that it's fake. If I'm watching something and it's like, okay, now he's doing this move, now he's doing that move, now he's doing the Spanish fly, now he's doing the Mexican destroyer. The only promotion that's ever really been able to make me like that kind of matchmaking has been NXT. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I, I'd, I'd, I'm reluctant to give my grade on it because it would piss people off, but it, it would be a C. It's not my, like, it's not for me. That's fair. That's fair. Not honestly, like not shaping up to be a great episode of Lucha Underground. Uh, just, I guess, spoiler alert for what we give the show at the end of the episode. Anyway, after that, we had a vignette for the trios champions and um, what's his name? Son of Havoc is, you know, putting up the Dukes for Ivelisse, who's, you know, hitting the, you know, hitting the gloves, whatever. And Helico's doing his thing, and and Helico points out the obvious. He says, "Hey, hey we're not on the, not on the same page." Evelise is like, "Yeah, we are. I'm the leader." It's like, no, no one, no one thinks that. Like, you're crippled. <laughs> no one likes you. It's yeah. it's funny though. I got to point out, Havoc was right though. Uh, she has to keep her hands up. Exactly, exactly. And doesn't like after he says that, doesn't she like punch him in the gut? She does. Yeah. She's a heel. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. She's still a heel. Yeah, it really is, man. Uh, Katrina comes into the scene and says, God can't help you. Sooner or later, death will come to all three of you. Cue up shitty special effects. And oh my God, the 
the skull luchadors show up. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played Street Fighter EX. No. It was a. Th- it was like uh, when Street Fighter tried to be more like Tekken. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't like it. Well, I don't know if a lot of people like it. Didn't like it, but I. Uh, it, it didn't. They got the three iterations, but there was a guy called Skullomania that was dressed just like these guys. If you, um, yeah, Google it when we when we're done recording. He looks well. It's a little bit different costume, but if you saw him, you'd be like, "Hey, that's one of the one of the uh, what are they called?" The uh, oh fuck, um, I don't know, wrestlers of the dead. I can't remember the name. You, if you saw him, you'd be like, "Well, that guy." <laughs> fits in with those guys yeah i get you god why can i not remember those guys that name right now did i write it down it's like uh what did i write i said well i'm not going to be helpful i said jesse and the rippers get stomped by skullomaniacs skullomaniacs i love it well that's their name now (laughs) and that was my dyslexia i actually wrote down skullomanias but skullomaniacs sounds better so we're gonna go with that I agree. The Skullomaniacs. All of a sudden, Mil Muertes is summoned and his eyes light up. He takes Katrina's hand and follows her. And in the background, we see the the downed bodies of the trio's champions. So, looks like maybe we've got our next uh, title feud coming up. I hope so. Mm-hmm. We'll Drago. Yeah, Drago comes out for the main event. Which, by the way, Drago versus Mil Muertes with the winner facing... Prince Puma for the Lucha Underground Championship at Ultima Lucha. Anyway, Drago comes out to the ring. When he gets to the ring, he's attacked by Hernandez, who just beats the ever-loving shit out of him. Yeah, I, this is another thing where it progresses a story along, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, Mill it makes Mill look weak it doing that. It kind of does, yeah. Like, Mill Muertes doesn't need the help. If uh, if I had my druthers, I would have had Hernandez show up after the match was over. But either way. That would have been better. Because that's kicking a man when he's down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Mil Mortes comes out, and Marty Elias is basically, like, begging Drago to forfeit the match. And Drago's like, nope, I'm ready to fight. Or so he claimed, anyway. Oh, my God. As Mil Mortes is posing, the disrespectful... Lucha Underground Believers in the Temple chant Mamacita at Katrina. How dare they? That's, yeah, that's not your wife. That's my wife. Nah. Yeah, that's Greg's wife. Why would you say that? Um, I wrote down, because Vampiro, of course, had to mention this. I said, shut the fuck up about Krav Maga. Yeah, I gotta Google that, man, because I, I really am calling bullshit on that, because mm-hmm. I don't know, he says he rolled. <laughs> In the same gym as Jack, I I don't know. I I think it's a big, it's a shitty thing to lie about doing a martial art. It's like if, like, I I put in the group chat, I was like, because UCLA played, I know this will be dated by the time this comes out, UCLA played Gonzaga in the Final Four, and I'm like, shit, my buddy's brother uh, Mm. got a double. And I know when I sent that, I'm like, that's a weird thing to lie about, but it sounds so oddly specific that I could be lying about it. (laughs) I, Uh, I... I don't know. I well, I won't uh, hang on that for too long. But it does drive me crazy whenever I'm googling it right now. You know, I would like to think that Vampiro was doing Krav Maga when he was a security guard with Millie Vanilli, and he rolled on the mats with both Millie and Vanilli. 
Let's see. Well, he has a profile on LinkedIn. Mm. This should be good. And it's him. Ian Hodgkinson has a has a or a LinkedIn profile. He's a certified life coach. Oh, really? On-screen talent agent director, director of talent, writer, producer, director. Hey, did I tell you? I, I tell you what he should coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's a chef. He has a culinary arts degree. Oh my God! He's the next Guy Fieri. He is an MMA conditioning specialization sports trainer. I don't know if I would. Trust him on that. Well, I don't think I would go to Vampiro for conditioning. Not for MMA training. I that's question. He doesn't have any MMA experience. Certified personal fitness trainer. Cert, how do you, is it super easy to get certification somewhere? Apparently, he's a, it must be because he's a Muay Thai you know, conditioning coach. Maybe he gets his certs in Canada. Who's Nesta? Who is this? Com- who is this company giving him all these certs? Who knows, man? Personal fitness chef, professional. Personal trainer, underground strength coach. Underground strength coach? A lucha underground strength coach? Just underground strength coach. He he has a certified Krav Maga military police civilian instructor. Krav Maga and CrossFit. Alright, I'm calling bullshit on this. Yeah, this is this is like when me and Eddie reviewed uh Citizen or not Citizen Toxie, but Toxic Avenger 2. And Phoebe Legere, who played the girlfriend of Toxie in the second and third one, we looked at her Wikipedia, and it was all oddly specific shit. It's like, okay, clearly she edited this. Yeah, this is... He has something on here, but... Mm -hmm. This does not look... Yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, this was a story match. Like, it was basically just Drago being outmanned and outgunned. Like, even if he was at full strength, he probably still doesn't win here. Yeah, but we'll never know because they had Hernandez come out and yeah, stomp him a bit. Sorry, I'm I'm still stuck on this Vampiro bullshit. <laughs> Dude, fine. Like, no, I get it. Like, Vampiro is like a habitual liar. Like, even Chris Jericho points it out. And Chris Jericho is a carny among carnies, so. Yeah, if a carny calls you a liar, like, goddamn. <laughs> exactly. It's like when my doctor, my, my doctor who, he's got some meat on the bone, would call me fat. It's like, oh, God, I really am. Oh my god, dude! I'm looking up Nesta. Yeah, it's it looks like it's basically a like you know the websites where you can become a priest. Oh my god! Oh like my the god! Oh, uh, Universal Life Church or whatever. Kind of like that. Like it's it's popular training courses, and then you just get accredited afterwards. Oh shoot! Nice, dude. Because yeah, I got. Uh, I'm actually ordained. So if anyone needs me to officiate a wedding, I will uh, get the proper paperwork and everything sorted out bro i don't believe this fucking krav maga thing that's kind of i don't do christenings though there's no fucking way yeah sorry (laughs) don't worry it's all good it's all good vampire mil muertes gets the win with an epic 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 flatliner his flatliners always look great but yeah it, it the only critique I had about this match is at first they both seemed kind of awkward of each other. They couldn't really find their matching pace until Mill hit him with a with a tackle. I'm not gonna call it a spear. I'm gonna call it a tackle. Yeah. Uh, from that point on, though, they they were on the same page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take a lot of notes because it's kind of the same kind of 
and this isn't a critique. It's just kind of like you take Drago type of match and you mix it with a Mill Morte. You take it, you mix it with a Mill match. <laughs> I can't say words. More uh, this. Yeah, you mix them together, and this is what you would get. And it was a little awkward for those two things to mix at first, but once it happened, it happened. I mean, honestly, it's kind of forgettable because I do forget everything. Yeah. Um, not bad though. I would have given that match a C. I guess, yeah. Again, it was more of a story match because Drago came in, you know, bad wheel and all. Oh, after the match, Mil Muertes postures and then does what every man with a pulse would like to pulse and um, heterosexual tendencies would like to do, and he makes out with Katrina. Yeah, as long as you haven't been sterilized like my co-host, it's something you would you would prefer to do. Exactly. Yeah. Like that thought doesn't even get me half torqued anymore. So that kind of tells you where I'm at. Um, <laughs> anyway, Mill and Katrina, they're posturing in the ring when all of a sudden Conan and Prince Puma. And I wrote down Conan and Puma because Conan was at the bottom of the steps or the Conan led, whereas Puma followed. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. And we have a nice little pose down to end the show. So that's our preview for the main event of Ultima Lucha. And I think we're still seven or eight weeks away. Uh, Okay, so we are from the season finale. We are, let's see, that was 33. Five more episodes between this and the finale. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to do. We still got four Aztec medallions to crown. The Aztec medallions are some of my favorite, favorite parts going uh-huh. forward. Yeah, they be, they become uh, the Aztec medallions. And this is going to be this is going to sound like hyperbole, but it's really kind of my my favorite mid card belt, just because well, of the mechanics that go involved in how you get the medallions and yeah, and what the belt. Uh, spoiler alert, they'll be put on a belt. Uh, Should we, the, do you want me to edit that out? I forgot we yeah, had it. It doesn't matter. No big deal, dude. I think a lot of 90% of people that listen to this know, maybe 10% don't, but whatever. It's a nice belt. Like, honestly, you should look up the belt, but don't look up the lineage because then it'll spoil it for you. Yeah, the belt's fucking awesome looking. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think Young Boy it was made fun of me for putting the belt over, but it's like, no, that belt's awesome. No, we both did. It's a good yeah. belt. Exactly, exactly. So, folks, that is actually the end of the episode. Um, I guess we got to rate the episode. We can go into letter grades. Yeah, yeah. We can go into letter grades. I was not not a big fan of this episode. This is honestly probably the worst outing since Aztec Warfare, and uh, or since before Aztec Warfare, rather. Um, so I'm going to give this a C-. minus. I'm gonna give it the same because it's kind of a nothing. But then even then, it, as a nothing match, it's or a nothing show. It's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things where if you watch it and you try to justify why you watched it, you're gonna be reaching. Yeah. Uh, it's you can skip this episode just straight up. No, uh, you, you can skip that episode of Lucha Underground, but you need to listen to. Uh, I mean, of course, people are hearing this by the end of the episode, but you need to listen to our our review of this episode, especially when we bury Ian Hodgkinson for his uh, made-up certs that he got. 
watch him be really good at Krav Maga, but I just it's <laughs> if he's taking that that shitty Krav Maga where it's just like you know keep hitting them until they're done kind of Krav yeah. Maga, then then that's one thing. But if it's like real Krav Maga where you're actually learning stuff, yeah. Because uh, some Krav Maga people I don't just mean to, I don't mean to be offensive, but Krav Maga that's like the Jewish karate, right? It comes from the Israeli military. Okay. And it's really just it's just their military style of martial arts, and it's really not any main. It's kind of like ours. It's just things that work that they like and they put together, and then you can, and then there, uh, and I could be wrong about this, but I think there was not a draft, but I think a lot of people have to. I think you have to do the military stuff. I believe so. Yes. So you learn it, and then their police learn it too, uh, and it and it is effective. Uh, but in the estates, there's a lot of uh, McDojo bullshit where you know people take something, and I mean you'll see it in Brazilian jiu-jitsu where they're just doing drills. You don't really roll. Uh, it's basically becoming a kata because they don't they don't roll. Uh, I don't know what Ian Hodginson did. You know, it's kind of hard. Like I'm kind of starting to think like maybe it's true. Because you can't, it's really hard to lie all the time. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I, it's it's hard to believe because uh, I just don't see him being disciplined enough to learn a martial art. You know, as much of a liar as he is, I bet Ian Hodgkinson doesn't even like metal. Like, I bet when he's at the gym, which he's probably rarely at the gym, but when he is at the gym, he's probably got some ace of bass playing. Not that there's anything wrong with it, because ace of bass is no. perfect. But Dude, I fucking love ace of bass. The he's probably, is- yeah, he's probably listening to all kinds of fucking dead mouse and I don't know, uh, chain smokers, marshmallow. Mm-hmm. You know, Avicii. He's wondering when he's going to start touring again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, we're we're going hard on him, but I, I'm starting to think he might actually know Krav Maga. Man, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing to lie about. It is. It is. It's so specific. It is. Yes, it is. Oh man. So, folks, we thank you for listening. That that is the episode. Check out all the other great shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. But remember, none of these are as great as we are. Hold on, uno segundo, senor. They're so great, we have to look at a list to remember what they are. But they are great. Uh, no, they're so great because there's eight of them, and I can't remember them all off the top of my head, and I would like to do them in order, sir. Mm-hmm. I just want to point out that I, of course, would have known them all off the top of my head because I think they're so great. Yes. Well, no, they are great. But again, they're just, they're not us. That's all. Yeah, if they're not us, I don't care, frankly. Well, but you just, you're con- you're talking out of both sides of your mouth, sir. I've learned from the best on Lucha Underground. Mm, that's fair enough, yes. We have been indoctrinated by uh, Ian Hodgkinson, so that's fair. Ah, shit. Pardon my French. There hey, was, we go. Was Vampiro good in the day? Bro, I never watched him. Oh, really? No. 
No, that's why, like, when I saw the, like, when I first got into the show, I was like, man, why do people love Vampiro so much? And like, well, he was really good in Mexico, and I'm like, okay, cool, but I don't, I've never seen his stuff in Mexico, so whatever. But anyway, folks, there are, like I said, there are seven other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Starting off, we've got the 8-Bit Suplex Podcast that is hosted by Heel Josh Number 2. That's right, Josh McLaughlin and Shooter Santos, Sandy Gaviria. That is Impact Wrestling and Video Game Based. So if you like either of those things, that's the show to check out. If you like AEW, I do recommend All Things Elite, hosted by my boy, my homie Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Summerwitz. Of course, Grave Consequences, that's the one you're listening to right now. We've also got Great Match Generator hosted by DJ Cooks. Him and a gaggle of friends talk about mat- talk about great matches from a generator, and uh, they have a hoot while doing it. If you want independent wrestling-based content, you can listen to Grown Men Watch This Shit, hosted by James Vanderbeek on Twitter. Not, not From Dawson's Creek. Not from Dawson's Creek. No. He's always on that boat. No, we need to get... Uh, also, Casey was one on the boat. But um, oh. James Vanderbeek and uh, he does the he does the Photoshop gimmicks on Twitter and Chris things of course. If you want something for your New Japan fix, I want you to go out there and listen to Keeping It Strong Style, hosted by our boss Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Kill Josh Number One, Josh Smith. The original show here on the network, the first show. On the Social Suplex Podcast Network, One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. They talk to WWE. They talk AEW. They talk a little bit of stardom. They talk politics. They talk sports. They talk life in general. Definitely worth checking out. And if you want something that you know covers any of these things I previously mentioned with an international flair, I want you to check out Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. That's two Scottish uh, podcasters here on the network. Two great guys. I uh, actually intend to have one, if not both of them, on the Hero Cast at some point in time. But you know, check out check out that show. They they have uh, they have interesting takes on things for sure. Of course, all these shows are on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You can search for the solo feeds, or you can search for the main channel, Social Suplex Podcast Network, wherever you download your podcast. One more thing: every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast drops uh, that we review hero movies and we're doing it in chronological order. We just recorded our Spider-Man episode. That should drop, I think, I want to say the end of April, if I'm not mistaken, maybe April 21st. But, you know, that, really? that was that was a hoot, yeah. April 21st. Wow, you must, you, you, uh, must have saved a few episodes. Uh, yeah, we've, we've built up a bank on that for sure. And, that's the thing. I like to do it because, you know, it, in case, you know, life happens, you know, and for some reason, one of us doesn't have to record. We, you know, build that bank up and, you know, not be reliant on, OK, we are absolutely like we have to record on this date. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But things happen. But anyway, folks, uh, check out all of those shows. It'll be greatly appreciated. And you know what? I'm just going to say it. If you don't. You will suffer grave consequences.
buy to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.